We'll uh, start this evening in the book of Genesis. This morning we talked, and I'm going to just be a continuation of our lesson this morning. But this morning we was t- there was a question that came up in our Bible study about Satan. Uh, in the garden, was he a, a serpent crawling like that? Or, but yet he was talking to Eve. Uh, he's pictured as a, as a serpent. He's called a dragon. What kind of dragon is it? Is it a fire-breathing dragon? Uh, so a lot of questions we had and we studying uh, about Satan. Uh, so it's Satan, Lucifer, the devil, serpent, dragon, sometimes even as a lion. So then what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to recognize him? And we, we talked about the different uh, shapes that he may take. And then uh, another thing we wanted to address, and we will try to address it this evening, but what does he eat? And uh, we made jokes about does he eat deviled eggs or devil's food cake? But, uh, and we may think it's not important what he eats, but if it's in the scripture, if the scripture tells us what he eats, then it's valuable to us. Uh, and then if we know what he eats, what would he serve others? What would he serve his family? If we went to his house, what would he serve? What would he serve his, uh, I'll say his children, they're all God's creation, but some that serving him, uh, our Lord says, you are of your father the devil. So what would he serve them? Uh, and then where does he hang out? We talked about that uh, this morning as well. Where does he hang out? Where does he, uh, what does he do? We uh, talked about this morning, people, well, he hangs out at the pool hall. He hangs out at the bars. He hangs out where they take drugs. Uh, but what we found, out, that's not what we found in the scriptures. That's what we would hear on television talking to the religious world, but that's not what we found in the scriptures. When Job uh, uh, came together uh, to pre- present themselves be- before the Lord, in other words, a worship service like we have, Satan was there. We saw two instances of that that were recorded. Uh, we saw, I think, Pergamon and one of the other churches where it said this was his seat. This is where he lived. So in the Lord's churches, and certainly the, the false churches uh, uh, as well, so uh, we saw that. That's where he hung out. That's where his business or his determination was if I can use that terminology uh, so what is his shape we talked about a, a serpent uh, and a dragon it wasn't a uh, what we'd look at as far as a dragon we saw where that Satan uh, was transformed into an angel of light that this in this day and age that's how most people they don't realize they're viewing Satan, but they're viewing one, they think, oh, this is a messenger of the Lord. This is an angel of light. Uh, a messenger, and then they say, well, no doubt his ministers would also be transformed. They're false apostles, but they're transformed as ministers of righteousness. In other words, that's how they're seen. But what they're really declaring is not the truth. They're declaring their own self-righteousness, where the Lord's true ministers will declare their righteousness through Jesus Christ. So uh, 
Uh, we talked a lot about that this morning, uh, and tonight we'd like to continue on with uh, well, how do we recognize him? It's important that we recognize Satan and his ministers, but, but how? What, what do we look for? So I think we can find one clue is uh, what does he eat? And I left you with that uh, this morning, and the Bible tells us. Now, I realize it's not sitting down with mustard and ketchup and, and a big salt shaker, <laughs> which I like. Not, not that, but it tells us what he eats, and it's valuable information for us to help uh, us understand who he is. And, and so we, we look at what he would eat. I left you with a teaser this morning. I'm not going to go there, but Isaiah 65 and 25 says, And dust shall be the serpent's food. So there's a clue. Dust shall be the serpent's food. But I want to go to Genesis uh, chapter 3 and verse 14, very familiar to you. I didn't until, was, until this question was brought up at the Bible study, and I began to study this. I'd never seen this before, but certainly there's value in it, great value. And I pray that we're all... Uh, receive a, a blessing and more understanding because of this, this study. So uh, Genesis 3 and 14, and this was after, uh, well, you'll know the timeline. Time and the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, this is when Eve uh, was, was deceived and everything, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed, thou art cursed above all the cattle, above every beast of the field, upon the belly thou shalt go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. You say, well, that just means he's crawling on the ground and everything. It says, dust shall he eat. Now, again, you know, I don't think he's got a plate and he scrapes some dust in it with his salt shaker and ketchup and mustard. But we understand this is, this is valuable. This is teaching us something. And so to bring a little more meaning to it, Let's, I love looking at the Hebrew and Greek words. Here it's Hebrew. The word for eat, you say, well, that probably means something else. Well, this is what it means. And, and I didn't try to write down the uh, Hebrew word. It means uh, uh, to eat, to consume, to devour, dine, meat, or feed on. That's the definition of this word eat. It says, and thou shalt eat. That's what it means. But then, what did he eat? Of course, it tells us it was dust. So what's the, what's, the, what's the value here? What's the teaching here? So the word dust, no, not really any surprises, but I think it will cause us to think and be able to connect with some other things as we look at it. So this dust means earth, Ground, rubbish, don't you think this is what he serves to his children? Don't you think this is what he serves to everyone? And we'll see, and we may not get to it, some's going to eat this, the Lord Chief's not going to eat it. Not for long, anyway. There'll be a couple exceptions. We'll, we'll look at that tonight, Lord willing. But he's eating earth, dust. 
That's, that's what it says. I think it's valuable. I don't think it's put in here to, to fill up space. Rhonda, I mentioned this morning, I, I don't have a lot of time to read other books, and I kind of miss it, but uh, reading a book one time, and this, it was uh, a younger guy, a younger author, and uh, he, it took him six paragraphs to say one little thing, and, I, and I'd put the book down. I couldn't read anymore, and I'd pick it back up. I'd say, well, there's something in it, and I'd read more and more. It wasn't about religion or anything like that, and uh, he just said so much, just a few pages, and finally, I think I got about a third of the way through it, and I, I, no, I, I gave up. But in this book, there's nothing put in here just to fill space. It's valuable. It's important for us. So he eats earth. He feeds earth. If you go to his house, I'll give you a little clue, which is called synagogue of Satan. That's, Bill, that's what they serve. That's what he serves. Earth. They don't realize the people that are eating this earthly food don't realize it. Don't realize it. So the book of uh, Colossians chapter uh, 2, we'll go into chapter 3 as well. And yeah, I'm so thankful this subject was was brought up, and I pray that we all receive a, a blessing from the study. And again, it's maybe not a great revelation each time, but little nuggets that helps connect the dots. We used to play, I don't know if they, I guess they still don't do it anymore. If they do, it's probably electronic, but in school, connect the dots would have this big thing, a bunch of dots and everything. We'd try to connect them. Whoever got the biggest, they'd count them dots up, and they would uh, score points that way. So this, hopefully, it'll help us connect some Connect some dots. Colossians chapter 2, and let's start in verse 20. It'll be a few verses before I get to what I want to bring out. Colossians 2 and 20. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not. Of course, verse 21 is talking about the letter of the law. That's what it was all about. Touch not, taste not, handle not. But it says, if you're dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, then why are you subject unto this? And I might ask you, are you dead with Christ? So, and then... Uh, well, let me read this all together now. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men. That's what the letter of the law is, commandments and doctrines of men. The law has much teaching uh, in it for us. Letter of the law, it's all talking about Christ if he reveals that to us. Okay, verse 23. These things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body. So that's what it's talking about, neglecting the body. Touch not, taste not, handle not, don't work on the seventh day of the week. But it says, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Now, I struggled with this for a long time. This didn't make sense. Not any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. What's that saying? 
what it's saying is you, what we just read, it's not any honor to the Lord, but to the satisfying of the flesh. I didn't work on Sunday or Saturday, whichever they look at. Boast about it, brag about it. It's satisfying to the flesh, but not any honor to God. In fact, dishonor. The Lord is our Sabbath, not a day of the week. He is our rest, not a day of the week. Okay, so, and then we get into, we're, we're talking about earthly foods, what we want to talk about, devil food. Uh, verse 3, if then ye be risen with Christ, are you? If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Don't look for earthly things for your salvation. If you're risen with Christ and dead with Christ and risen with Christ, seek those things above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. That's where our salvation is in Christ, not in earthly things down here. Verse 2, set your affections on things above. Above, what's above? Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Lord, our Savior, our high priest. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Satan's eating the earth, the dust. And that's where he has everybody... That's what he, that's the food that he, he serves. You look at earthly things. Your way of salvation is through what you do. Completely ignoring the Lord above. Now, they'll say how much they love Jesus and everything. We all know that. But they're not teaching him as the way. So, set your affections on things above. Not on things on the earth. For you are dead. And your life is hidden with Christ and God. In verse 4. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Has it appeared to you that Christ is your eternal life? Outside of Christ, there is no eternal life. Hasn't appeared to everybody. They look at eternal life. I hear this and it. Gets me, I never get used to hearing it. It gets me every time. Somebody will pass away or something, and there'll be somebody make a comment. Well, did they make themselves right with God? They're looking at earthly things. For when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. If you're looking at Christ as your eternal life, that's proof to you that you, that ye also will appear with him in glory. Now, that's not what calls you to be with him in glory. That's what calls you to know that you'll be with him in glory, that he is your eternal life. Now, this next verse is very important to our lesson. Mortify. The word mortify means kill. Mortify, therefore, your members, which are... Upon the earth. So we don't have to kill our members that are on Saturn or the moon. And we think, well, you know that. But it says your members that are on the earth. 
we don't kill individuals but by God's grace we try to kill that earthly doctrine we we try to heal them and we probably won't get to it tonight but that they've eaten that devil food and become sick we try to kill that disease out of them not the individuals kill that doctrine and that's what it's saying. Mortify, kill your members that are up on the earth. The ones that's eating that dust. The ones that's eating what Satan's dishing out. That's what we're to kill in each of us. And I thank God, and, and David, you remind us this morning, and what a blessing it was, our previous pastors here that taught us, and, and, and you folks know, those of you who were here then, uh, he killed that in us. He, he killed that earthly part of us. We don't look to that. He certainly had us looking to the Lord, not anything that man does. And that's what our previous pastors did. And I pray that this church will continue on in that. But kill that earthly doctrine. Kill that earthly food dust that Satan is dishing out. So there's another tie-in with what does Satan eat? What does he dish out? Well, it's, it's earthly. And we're, that's our fight. That's what we're to kill. Not the individuals, but kill that out of the individuals. James uh, chapter 3. Again, still kind of talking about the earth and everything, earthly and dust and uh, that food. James chapter 3. Go back to verse 13. Who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Don't lie against the truth. He's the way. If we say the way is through earthly things that you do, we're lying against the truth. So this is an uh, admonition and reminder uh, for us in this. Uh, but if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom that lies against the truth is not from above. Where is it from? But is earthly, sensual. Devilish or demonical. Isn't that, uh, well, I guess, amazing that we have devil and earthly right here together? That's what our lesson is talking about. This is, this is the devil. It's not deviled eggs. It's not devil's food cake. It's this earthly doctrine that we're looking things on the earth for salvation, not looking above. This is earthly. So this wisdom is not from above, the ones that lies against the truth. Again, Jesus Christ is the truth. They lie against that. That wisdom not from above. It's earthly, it's sensual, it's demonical. For where envy and strife are, there's confusion, every evil work. And then verse uh, 17 helped us out a little more. But the wisdom is from above. So we're not talking about the earthly wisdom, but the wisdom from above. This is going to tell us something about it. And what we read about this isn't wisdom from above, earthly wisdom doesn't have it. 
But this wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable. The earthly wisdom that Satan dishes out, earthly food, is it peaceable? And I'll use an example again. I guess there's many examples, but this lady that I was, uh, it was a family, and I was building a building for them several years ago, and I would be the first one there. I was always getting the tools and cords and everything out before my staff came in, and and she'd come out usually early morning and would talk a little about scriptures and things. She brought it up, and, and then one time she said, and I've told you this many times, but it comes to mind. But she said, "Used to, I never doubted my salvation, but now I do." Now that's that's not a light statement. That's a heavy statement. Used to, I didn't doubt my salvation, but now I doubt my salvation. And I said, there's only one reason you would doubt your salvation. She had a lot of reasons. All these earthly things, earthly thoughts, earthly things she did, earthly things she didn't do. She had a lot of reasons. I said, there's only one reason you would doubt your salvation. I said, you're not trusting in Christ. You're trusting in yourself. It made sense to her. So the doctrines of the synagogues of Satan are false churches that many of them are teaching. It's not peaceable. Tell you all the things that you have to do. And we could talk a lot about what they say about that, couldn't we? But, uh, but we won't. But this wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle. We, we studied, uh, what, a few weeks ago about the parable of the talents. The one, I knew you was a hard man about his Lord. He didn't see the gentle Jesus with mercy and grace, did he? First pure, then peaceful, gentle, easy being treated, full of mercy. The doctrines of the religious world, the earthly doctrine that Satan deeces out, touch not, taste not, handle not, you work your way to heaven. It's not, there's no mercy in it. Full of mercy, good fruit, without partiality, without hypocrisy. So this is the earthly wisdom. This is what Satan dishes out. If you went to, usually I say false churches. And uh, I remember Brother Olson out in the old building, hadn't been going there too long as an adult. And he said, synagogues of Satan. And I'm honest with you, I was really worried about lightning striking us. I, was, I really was. Synagogues, I said, Austin, Austin called false churches something, not synagogues of Satan. I didn't understand. And Bill, you, you've been familiar with it. They, uh, it's all earthly. Earthly food, that's what they dish out. That's what they feed. That's what Satan ate. And that's what his disciples. Now, it doesn't mean that the Lord will bring his disciples out of that. It certainly does. Brought me out of it. Brought you folks out of it. Uh, Philippians chapter 3. So as we recognize this Satan's food, we see it's earthly. And we can begin to see what's, what is deeced out to us. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, 
and verse uh, 17, starting. Brethren, be ye followers of me, and mark them who walk even as ye have us for an example. He's talking about their teaching and so forth, which is from the, which is looking to above. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies to the cross of Christ. And that that is sad. Someone, some that was with them, and now they're enemies to the cross. Teaching, serving, following Satan's diet. Teaching earthly things. And I'll share, share with you something this morning. I was back there, and, and uh, there's usually a lot of conversations going on after we dismiss, and, and it's, it's really good. I was back there in the back in one conversation, but I overheard another one. And uh, brother was talking, said, oh, I love the book of Ephesians. Another one, yeah, and the book of Romans, you know. Today, as I was home studying and thinking about that, gosh, what a, what a blessing that was for me to hear that. Because the book of Ephesians and Romans, most of them are hated by the world. I've told you about that before. The one guy on television, oh, if those Baptists didn't have the book of Ephesians, they wouldn't have anything. Well, we've got the book of Ephesians, and we've got the same thing throughout the rest of the scriptures. So what a blessing it is to, to see that. So here, but this is kind of the opposite. In verse 18, For many walk of whom I've told you, and now tell you even weeping, that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. And I'm going back to what I heard this morning. Today, I, you know, I kind of, kind of tear up pretty easily, but I, I did have some kind of, Holding back some tears today as I was thinking about that. But it wasn't these kind of tears. It was tears of joy. It's, what a blessing uh, that the Lord has, has given us here in this body. Uh, For many walk of whom I told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite, and whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. Those that mind earthly things, those that eat the dust of the earth, those that eat devil's food, their glory is shame. I won't go get it back out. I just put it away this morning, but that filthy rag that I have. That's, Isaiah says, we're all as an unclean thing, and all of our righteousness are filthy rags. But do you know that's the world, that Satan's followers? That's what they hold up? God. Look at me. Look how good I am. That's their glory. But in reality, is a glory, it says, whose glory in their shame, who mind earthly things. So there's a little touch of what Satan offers on his menu, what he teaches. It's all dust of the earth. That's what he eats. It's what he is. It's what he teaches. So we kind of recognize him. His shapes, we can't recognize him by shapes. <laughs> Does he have a red suit on? Is he a fire-breathing dragon? Is he a commoded dragon? Is he a snake? Or most of the time we see he's, he's invisible. It's not even A shape is not even mentioned. So we can't recognize him that way. 
even his ministers looked like ministers of Christ, ministers of righteousness. We, we can't see Satan that way. But we look at the diet, what they've been eating, what they're serving. Is it earthly? Are they eating the dust of the earth as Satan uh, did? Uh, let's go. This is familiar to you folks as well, and I'm glad it is. Isaiah chapter 14. So we're looking at Satan's, they say you are what you eat. Uh, well, if I am, I'm a cheeseburger because I've been eating a lot, ate one today and eat a lot of cheeseburgers in my lifetime, but uh, and French fries, and, and I try to not eat that as often, but well, I kind of consoled myself today. I didn't eat the bun. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much help that is, but uh, okay. And then we ate ice cream for dessert. So Isaiah chapter 14. So we want to learn more about Satan. Not that we're worshiping Satan, but so we won't worship Satan. So we'll know not to follow Satan. So verse Isaiah 14 and 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, who didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, we're going to see his earthly uh, uh, dust, food, rubbish right now. I will send, I, and buddy, we talked about that a lot. People talk about four-letter words and bad words. There's the number one word, I. I will ascend into heaven. Not by the grace of God. I will send into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will send above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That's what he fed Eve, wasn't it? Oh, day you partake of this. You'll be like God. See, at first, she wasn't convinced. At first, oh, God said, don't eat this. And I think they were satisfied with that for however many years. God said, don't eat it. I don't think it bothered them. But then Satan came and uh, said, well, but if you eat this, you'll be like God. That was enough. I, 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 not looking above, looking to earth, looking at self. That's what the religious world, and I'll say it, synagogues of Satan, the ones that are eating a diet of, my cheeseburger made a little bit greasy and everything, and the french fries may have had some too, but nothing as damaging as the diet of dust, of earthly rubbish, that calls us to look here at earthly things and not look above. Uh, we sit, and I won't go there. I, I know I go there a lot. You're familiar with it. But Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar, uh, of course, had a dream. Daniel interpreted a dream. And the dream was, you know, the king's going to be taken away, but the stump's going to be left, and it'll be returned to you and everything. And uh, about 12 months later, Nebuchadnezzar was thinking on this. He said, now, wait a minute. This king is not going to be taken away from me. I built this kingdom. 
my might and my majesty. What had he been eating? Satan food. I will be, I, I, I. Nebuchadnezzar didn't say, by the grace of God, I'll keep this, this kingdom will be unto me. He never looked above at all. Because he'd been eating this diet of Satan, earthly, dust, devil's food. And all he's looking at was, I, I, I. In fact, before that, uh, it was told him by Daniel, says, said, all these things are going to come upon you until you see that the Most High rules in heaven and gives it to whomsoever he wants. And the way I understand it, it took him seven years. Seven years to purge that devil's food out of his system. I'm getting way off my lesson, but how did he, how did he do that? Well, said he's going he's gonna to live like an animal. Used to what we picture them kings, they got big palm leaves fanning them and eating grapes and all that stuff, and big turkey drumsticks they always have for the kings and everything that they show us. Been used to eating all that devil's food. Had any system. I, I built this kingdom. I, nobody's going to take it away from me. I built it. I know. Of course, it's taken away from him. He was out living like an animal, like a beast. But what was he eating out there? I believe, I believe it was seven years, said till seven times passed over him. What was he eating? Well, this is the way I picture it. I picture that uh, he was out there, and boy, maybe spring and early summer come, boy, I'll eat these blackberries and these raspberries and everything. And then maybe after that, some of the fruit trees start coming on. I'll eat some of that. Maybe some walnuts. He'd watch the, the, uh, the animals eat the things that God provided for them. And then maybe one year, there was a late frost. Blackberries all got killed and raspberries. Didn't have them. And maybe another year, the uh, frost and killed the, the, the blooms on the fruit tree. No peaches, no apples, no pears in the fall. And after seven years, of purging that devil's food and looking for earthly things, at earthly things, he began to see, and we see it later on in that chapter. He saw all the most high rules in the kingdom of heaven. And he says, uh, well, anyway, but he saw that it was the most high. And uh, before, he didn't say anything about most high. I, I. So the Lord, I think it took him seven years, purged that devil's food out of him, and then his eyes was open. He was looking up then, wasn't he, to the Lord. Uh, so the Lord uh, changed, and he's now looking above. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. And I love reading about uh, Nebuchadnezzar's dream and Daniel's interpretation. There's so much there. He rules in the... Uh, he doeth his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. Nebuchadnezzar said, he was certainly taught some things and no longer looking to the earthly things then. Matthew 16. And uh, starting in verse 21, I think we touched on these, but uh, we'll look at it a little more thoroughly now. 16:21, Matthew. From that time forth began Jesus to show his disciples how he must go to Jerusalem, go unto Jerusalem, 
and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Isn't this the basic foundation of the gospel? That he would be uh, killed in the grave three days and three nights and, and raised from the dead? That's, that's the whole foundation and basis of the gospel. And that's what he's telling them. He's telling his disciples here uh, the, the true gospel, that he was the one that was going to be the sacrifice, and they didn't understand it at first easily. This is in the Lord's plan as well. But that's what he's telling his disciples. And one might think, that, oh, that's, I, I see. He's going to die. He's the sacrifice. He's going to pay for my sins. And he resurrected. And one day I'll be resurrected as well by the same power. And you might think to be sitting back really getting a blessing from this teaching. Was it that case? Look at verse 22. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto thee. Now, we might think Peter's heart was in the right place. In one respect, it wasn't, but you would think that. Peter thought that. Peter thought his heart was in the right place. No, Lord, they're not going to kill you. So, if this gospel and the Lord's death, burial, and resurrection is our salvation... And Peter said, no. Then wouldn't we have to be looking for an earthly way for our salvation? Peter had a little dose of devil's food. Uh, verse 23. But he turned and said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Why, why was he Satan? He'd been eating devil's food. He, he was... Throwing out a little bit of devil's food. Oh, no, that's not the way. But he turned and said unto him, Peter, get thou behind me, Satan. Thou art, art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that are of God, but those that are of men. If you're not looking at the Lord as the way, you're looking at earthly things. So he had a little serving of Satan's uh, dust, earthly doctrine, and he wasn't looking... And heavenly things at that time. Certainly he did later. The Lord converted him and everything. Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. Peter again, verse 31. And the Lord said to Simon... And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for thee. We studied that a few weeks ago. That thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. So, He's going to, well, he had, uh, he's going to give, Satan's going to give Peter 
a little bit of devil's food. Satan's desire to sift you as wheat. Oh, he's not going to take you all together, but he's desired to sift you as wheat, so he's going to give, Peter's going to have, partake a little bit of devil's food. He said, but I prayed for you. When you're converted, strengthen the brethren. Uh, verse 33, and he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both in prison and to prison and to death. How do we know he had some Satan's food here? Why did he make that statement? What did Peter say? Lord, I, I'm ready, Lord. He didn't say by the grace of God. Lord, I'm ready. Looking to himself, looking to earthly, not saying by the grace of God, I'll, you know, I'll be there. But Lord, I, that's Satan's teaching. Straight from Satan. So he had a little serving of devil's food. Nebuchadnezzar certainly had a serving of devil's food. Now the Lord converted him too. At the end, we see that. Peter certainly was. Matthew 26, and we're going to have to, we're going to rush. Uh, Matthew 26. And uh, verse 30. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Then said Jesus unto them, All you shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. So, is this going to happen? The Lord said it, so yes, it's going to happen. But after I am raised up again, I will go before you into Galilee. So here again, he's saying, you know, I'm going to be smitten, and I'm going to be resurrected. Same thing we read earlier, just in a different manner. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I not be offended. Devil's food. So, uh, well, Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise said all the disciples. <coughs> Devil's food. Now, they're not going to become sick and die with it. He said, when you're converted, strengthen the brethren. They're going to be healed from this. And we'll talk about that probably next week, I guess. But do you see how easy it is that some's eating devil's food? I mean, Peter, you think that's a good thing. Lord, I, I, I'll die before I let them take you. Lord, no, they're not going to kill you. I, I'll be with you. It seems so innocent and loving and caring. Devil's food. Uh, gosh, we're about out of time again. Uh, in Genesis chapter 1, I'll just read this and, and we won't get through it. We're going to have to take it up again, Lord willing. Genesis chapter 1. And uh, 
and verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So here it says he's very subtle. I don't know what shape Satan was here when he came to Eve. And we, we talked about that a little this morning. You know, well, he had to have legs and everything. I don't know what he had. I mean, we had some places where it tells about Satan. But whenever he came to, to Eve here, we don't know what he looked like. He was very subtle. Did he have legs? We haven't, we do, I, I haven't seen a clue. I was telling Dolores tonight, I, said, <laughs> I was thinking about this some today. And uh, I was, Cindy, I was thinking of one of the Star Wars movies. And, and I asked Dolores what they called it. Some will know, but it had this cruiser, didn't have any wheels on it. And, and uh, just floating along like that. Well, maybe Satan pulled up to Eve because very subtle. She apparently looked up to him. So maybe he pulled up into one of those floating machines and jumped out and dressed real good with a shark skin suit and boots and things on. And she was really impressed by it apparently. I don't know what, he, what shape he had. But he's very cunning. He certainly didn't come out there looking like what we think as a devil. But that's how he came out. Uh, again, I don't know what shape it was. But it was something that, that influenced her. Uh, so subtle uh, is... is